Welcome to the Mature Mom Pivot Podcast. I'm your podcast host, Dee Nadine Bailey, and as a mature mom coach, I help busy moms to overcome overwhelm and burnout so you can build a healthy bond with your child. Super excited about episode nine today, and today we'll be talking about empowering working mothers, strategies for navigating discrimination and bias in the workplace. So in this episode, we're going to discuss the challenges that working mothers face when it comes to discrimination and bias in the workplace, what this actually can look like, and I'm going to share with you five strategies to help you to navigate these challenges. So first, it's really important to understand that discrimination and bias can take many forms. For our conversation today, discrimination is going to mean that you are being treated unjustly and prejudicially because you are a woman. Now, this discrimination can be overt. Little comments like, you've got a lot going on or like being passed over for a promotion or being treated differently because of your gender or your parenting status. It can also be a little bit more subtle, ladies. So sometimes it's just being left out of meetings, important meetings, or being given less challenging assignments. One of the biggest challenges for working mothers is the stereotype. Stereotype meaning a very widely held or fixed, oversimplified idea about a particular type of person meaning that they believe that you are not as committed to your career as your childless counterparts. Now this bias can lead to working mothers being passed over for a promotion or being given less challenging assignments. Gender bias, and this is specifically what we're dealing with here, leads to people making biased assumptions that disadvantage us as women in the workplace. For example, it's generally assumed that men are strong and driven and ambitious as leaders. And it's also assumed that women are warm and supportive, nurturing caregivers. So if we don't act in the way that matches this type of assumption, often people don't accept us as women and they might even penalize us. It's very important for us as women to understand these biases and how they work so that we're better equipped to address them. Additionally, working mothers often have to deal with the mommy trap, the stereotype where the idea is that once we as women become mothers, we're no longer interested in advancing our careers. One of the strongest biases women face, and this is women with or without children, is one called the maternal wall bias. Motherhood itself just triggers this assumption that women are less competent and less committed to their careers. There's an assumption that as women, we can't be all in at work and be committed as mothers at home. This assumption really has a staggering effect on our careers and studies have shown that women with children are less likely to be hired, chances of a promotion are cut in half, and salaries are lower than that of our male counterparts, if you can believe that that's still happening today, ladies. We're also held to higher performance and punctuality standards. And when a mother's a very high performer, then you're judged for not being maternal enough. So here are some indicators of how this maternal wall actually shows up in the workplace. When a mother works outside of the office, people tend to just assume that they're hanging out at home with their children. I've even heard comments myself about whether or not a woman in the workplace that had a young child was actually keeping the child at home with her or was she sending them to daycare. As a mother, you might not be offered a very challenging assignment or a promotion because the manager is going to assume that either you don't have enough time or maybe you can't handle it because you have children. 
it can show up as judgmental comments from a male colleague making statements like i don't know how you stay away from your kids so long my wife would never do that and my mom stayed home with us it can show up as just an inappropriate flat-out statement that you should just be home with your kids younger women might even feel like career opportunities are limited by the assumption that they're going to have children. Another challenge that working mothers face is the expectation to always be available. The expectation to always be reachable, phone or email, can make it difficult for a working mother to have work-life balance. That leads to burnout and then it makes it harder for you to actually focus on your job. Keep in mind that whether an employee is a man or a woman, we're hired to work for a work day not 24 hours a day. And that's why boundaries are very important. It's important to really be able to maintain your integrity and not give the false impression that we're available 24 hours a day, or even to consider a position that is asking more of ourselves that we know our life will allow us to give. Ladies, I'm so super passionate about this particular topic because as a mature mom myself, I have experienced being in my profession for many, many years. I have an enormous skill set, and there are so many times I feel like I'm locked in to one specific role because of the fact that I myself have a teenager, and it's a busy schedule, <laughs> as I'm sure a lot of you can relate, whether you have a elementary age child of middle school, high school, all of the school years. It's just super, super busy for us as working moms. And it requires some accommodations at times. And so because of that, I realized how significant a topic this is. And I've actually created a 10-step guide that I will make available to you in my show notes in the podcast. And it talks about 10 techniques that you can use to manage discrimination and bias in the workplace. And that's 10 techniques that I'm going to be sharing with you that are aside from what I'm talking about here today in this episode. So click the link in the show notes and make sure to download that guide for yourself. It's going to be really very, very helpful to you. And I'm sure a lot of your colleagues that are experiencing this challenge in the workplace. The issue with this maternal wall bias is that we sometimes feel almost silenced. And I want to encourage you as I share these five strategies today to literally have this conversation with your your manager. And that's a conversation that I recently had. And fortunately, I was supported through this particular challenge. But I want to make sure that many of you out there that are busy working, older moms, raising your kids, I want to make sure that you know what this bias looks like, but I also want to equip you with the techniques and the strategies so that you can manage it when it comes. And that's what life is all about. When you really think about it, right, ladies, we face so many different challenges, but I always look at it like this. A problem begs for a solution. The problem is maternal wall bias. The fact that because you are a woman with a child, you can be looked at as if you are less capable, less able, and less available to do the work that you are highly skilled to do. How do you solve that or what is the technique or the strategy? Well, let's get into five strategies here today. Strategy number one, it's very important for you to communicate openly 
and honestly with your employer about your needs as a working mother. It's very, very important to let your manager know that you're still committed to your job, but that you also need flexibility in order to manage your responsibilities as a parent. I had this conversation recently with my manager, and one of the things I was asked is, what can I do to support you to make this easier for you? What an amazing conversation we had. Now consider for yourself, what would be a realistic answer for you if you were asked this question by your manager? One of the things that you could consider is, would it be helpful for you to teach another coworker or someone else on your team how to handle some of your tasks? Or can they possibly cover things in the afternoon and you take the morning shift in the workload? So this way there's a balance where you're actually working as a team and that will also show forth your leadership skills in terms of you being able to train or delegate something to another person. So it's always a good idea to come up with a solution or two in mind. Part of your discussion could also be about flexible schedules. And be really specific when you discuss what you mean by flexible. So are you talking about a shortened work week, like a four-day work week? Or are you talking about the option to cover some of your work later in the evening so maybe you can leave at a specific time because that's more helpful for your life at that stage. When you talk about work from home options, are you talking about working from home full time or are you requesting a hybrid schedule and also discuss any other accommodations that will allow you to balance your responsibilities as a parent with your job. So tweaking your communication is really very effective. For instance, explain why you're going to be out of the office so that people don't just assume you're going out because you need to do something with your child or you're going to just be out with your your kids. One way to do this is if you have to step out of the office to take care of something, put it on your calendar as an out-of-office meeting. And you can do the same thing with appointments. We do it on our team all the time. And that way, people have an understanding that you've stepped away from your desk, but you have also taken care of your work, and so that builds credibility. Adjusting your communication this way by putting things on your calendar and making it a little bit more transparent, it helps you not to get frustrated with other people's viewpoints. So that's a plus for us. It's gonna just really help your mindset. And it's also gonna help you to help shape their understanding of the fact that you are a working mother, but you're just as committed to doing your work. May just be coming back from maternity leave. You can signal that you still remain committed to your work by asking for a meeting with your manager where you start sharing things like your short and your long-term goals. And then have a conversation where you're asking your manager about how you can work to meet those goals along with the responsibility of taking care of your new child. So the key here is that you're voicing your commitment so that there's not an assumption that you're not going to function at a high level because you just had a baby. Strategy number two, build a support network of other working mothers in your workplace or join a professional organization for working mothers. So this can be other mothers, you know, on the job. Many of us work with with women who also have kids or just joining that professional organization. But having the support network is so, so helpful because it provides a lot of valuable resources to you. And it's good to have a sounding board. It's good to, to realize that you're going through this personal struggle, but you are not alone, ladies. And I want you to really keep that. You're never alone. You 
you're really never alone. Sometimes there are older women who are moms in your workplace and they can offer insight as to how they managed when their kids were younger and they had to juggle the demands of the career. I remember I worked with someone a little over a decade ago and she was in a managerial role and she shared with me that when her kids were younger, she strategically took jobs, part-time jobs, or jobs that did not require as much of her energy and time so that she could deal with her family life. And that really helped me because at the time I was a new mother and my daughter was under one and it was really stressful in the beginning. And um, I, I just felt like I must be doing something wrong. Why am I overwhelmed? It seems like all these other people that are moms are just, you know, doing this fantastic job. And it, it let me, kept me in the mindset of really understanding that if she felt overwhelmed and she had to go to part-time, then I was doing pretty well, maintaining my role, assisting a manager, still working full-time, and taking care of a newborn child. So we really have to kind of put things in perspective, and that really can't happen unless you get some insight from other people. She even went so far as to tell me that she thought I was a rock star for working full time and being able to handle my newborn daughter. That really, really helped me to feel good, I have to tell you. And that, that type of, of feedback really provides valuable resources and it gives you a sounding board for your concerns. Strategy number three, stay informed about your rights as a working mother and the laws that protect you from discrimination and bias. And that includes understanding the Family and Medical Leave Act, the FMLA, which is very, very helpful. And I remember times where my daughter was ill and my husband worked an alternate shift. And so one of us had to be with her in the morning and one in the afternoon. And because of what the FMLA, the Family Medical Leave Act allows us to do, I was actually able to work a few hours in the office and then still be paid full and go home in the afternoon so that I could relieve him and then at the same time take care of my daughter. So those kind of things really, really will help you if you're aware of what it covers. You can get more information by just Googling the Family and Medical Leave Act online. And oftentimes we can get this type of information from human resources within our companies. Another very important law for you to be aware of is the Pregnancy Discrimination Act. So do know that you cannot be discriminated against when it comes to hiring or, or even if you're already a full-time employee if you are pregnant and there is laws to protect us ladies. Strategy number four, document any instances of discrimination or bias. Make sure to keep track of any specific incidents or the dates and any witnesses so that you can actually provide concrete evidence if it's necessary. If you feel that you are being treated unfairly, it's important to speak up and report it to human resources or your supervisor. And strategy number five, seek mentorship and sponsorship from senior leaders in your company. If you have an advocate at a higher level in the organization, it really can help to promote your work and it can open doors to new opportunities. There is a huge focus on employee wellness in many organizations lately and it's a good idea to bring this very important issue to the table. One of the things that my manager said to me when I had a conversation with her about my needs as a working mom was that I can't fix what I don't know. And I think that's a very important statement because oftentimes people at the senior level of, of management, they're 
they're a little bit more far removed from what we do on a day-to-day basis, those of us that are not in management roles. And so if they don't know what's happening or the impact that it can have, they're just going to conduct business as usual. So it's really important that we, we speak about this. The majority of the workforce is largely female in many, many areas. So it's really absolutely reasonable that we should be supported as women overall. And that includes our role as mothers. When you consider the fact that professionally we hold one role, so for instance, my role professionally is a senior learning and development specialist, but as a mother, now that role is high stress, it's multifunctional, and it is a life role. So this is who you are 24 hours a day. So ladies, you gotta give yourself a lot of credit because there's some gentlemen that are completely stressed out just doing their one role on their job. And some men don't have to do half of what you do as a mother to your children. So based on the duality of our roles as working mothers, it's very reasonable and it does not show any deficit whatsoever on our part as mothers when we do require changes in schedule. Our daughter recently suffered a concussion accident in school a few months ago and between the eight doctor visits and the two ER visits that we made in just a period of two weeks and then her school schedule had to be altered because medically she was not cleared to be in school for a full day that totally required an accommodation because my husband leaves work leaves for work in the morning at 6 a.m he was not available to take her to school and to the doctor's visits so i had to speak with my manager about changing my work schedule so that i could be home with her take her to the doctor when needed and monitor her for the symptoms of the concussion fortunately i was able to do that but i i definitely had to let her know what was happening and why i required an accommodation so it's very very important that we communicate especially when we require changes in our schedule and the way in which we complete our work assignments with my particular situation having to change my work schedule because of my daughter's condition at the time unfortunately she has come out on the other side and she's doing so well i'm so glad about that but during that time i was able to do things such as go with her to the doctor in the morning take two hours out of my day to do that and then just work a little bit later into the evening If I were given an assignment, then my manager allowed me to complete it later in the day. So instead of being able to, instead of being required to send it to her, say at 5 p.m., she understood that I might not be able to get that to her until 8 p.m. And it was absolutely fine. But it all came from communication. You know, there's this subway sign in the New York City um, subway system. And it says, if you see something, say something. That's why communication is so vitally important with this issue of discrimination and bias in the workplace for us as working mothers. So moms, I really encourage you to seek mentorship. It's so important to have someone who has been there and done that and can support you and give you real life strategies to make it through. It helps to decrease the amount of time that you stay overwhelmed so you can become more confident and feel better about what you're doing within the workplace and really see your own value. This concludes episode nine. Well, ladies, please remember to click the link in the show notes to download your free 10 strategy guide. There will be an audio link to the entire
entire guide on page two so if you prefer to listen to it it would be just like listening to another episode of the podcast so it's been great just sharing with you ladies i look forward to talking to you again next week on episode 10 have a great day Thank you.